Hello and welcome to Behind the Bears, the official Bristol Bears podcast. We're somewhere quite special today. We've finally made it round to Andy Aren's house. I'm joined at Andy Aren's dining room table by none other than Joe Joyce and Lewis Theed. But elsewhere in the house, Downsy is with Andy on a bit of a tour. Yes, we are currently in the bedroom of... Uh, Andy Wren, Bristol Bear Supremo. Uh, he's sat on a, a, a big leather chair. How on earth? So we're on level three of your house now, right? Uh, yes, we are, yes. Posh, just saying. Posh, three-story house. Uh, how on earth did you get this enormous leather chair I- into this third story? Um, so a bit of a funny story. I bought it, uh, realised it couldn't fit in my car, borrowed the club's Land Rover um, without realising that Mark Tainton uh, was signed it out um, then he wasn't very happy. Then he had to pretty much drop this sofa with me, Tom Tainton and Mark Tainton, to my house and carry up my two lots of stairs. <laughs> so this, this le- leather uh, armchair here was delivered by the club CEO? Yes, so that's a little story about it, yeah. <laughs> right, so here we are in the master bedroom. Um, gosh, you've got a, just so I can describe, you've got a, an Andy Oren shirt above, above the bed <laughs> here, quite a big bed. What size is that bed? Uh, it's a king. It's quite big. Um, I noticed there's quite a lot of mirrors over on the far side. Is that not distracting when you're trying to get off to sleep? Uh, the light's usually off, but uh, I could, everyone knows I enjoy looking at myself, so <laughs> nice built-in wardrobes with big mirrors on. Very nice. And uh, you've got a little ensuite up here as well. That's nice, nice. I see you've gone for... Oh, there's another couple of mirrors in there. That's a long mirror, isn't it? Yeah, another wardrobe mirror, so it's looking good. Got some of my bathroom things in there. So you've got this entire top floor. Uh, who lives on the middle floor? Take us down. Yeah. We, we're wandering down here. Uh, very, very plush carpet, let me tell you. Uh, boys down here. And we're going on to the middle floor now through the little private door. So you can actually sort of like lock yourself away up there. Yeah, it's kind of nice when I want to get away from the other two boys who I live with. So Tiff lives in here. Just He's a good housemate, very clean, cooks yeah. well. And then this right here is their bathroom, which they share. I never go in here. And this is Charlie's room, or Luke's room, as Mrs. <laughs> so she's there all the time. Um, and then this is just the, the laundry room here, where we hang up our stuff. But I'm going to get a bed in there soon, just if anyone wants to stay over or anything. And right, take us down the stairs then, uh, down to the final level again, through the plush carpets. I was told if my boots were dirty, I had to take them off, but I've cleaned them especially for you, pal. Well, the carpets aren't very clean anyway. Uh, and then go through here to the kitchen. Just new kitchen, which is quite nice, nice and clean. I like to keep it clean. The one where they live here, they've got to stay clean. It's very clean, very fresh smelling as well. Uh, very new. I see you've gone for this. What's this? Is it a sort of a form of laminate flooring? Yeah, just grey uh, laminate flooring. I actually done it myself with two of my mates. Um, when I got it, the day I got the keys the day after, uh, the flooring arrived, and then they all came around nine o'clock in the morning. Took all day to finish about six, seven at night. It really is a sort of Bristol Bears house, isn't it? The sofa was delivered by the CEO and the floor was laid by the team. Let's go forward. We're, we're now entering the room where the, the rest of the boys are. Uh, I, I see you've not done huge amounts with the garden as yet. Uh, no, the garden's pretty rubbish at the moment. Um, I'm going to do it in a couple of months. So when it gets a bit hotter, me and my old man are going to go around, get some ideas, dig it up and then start again pretty much. Oh, very good. Well, here we are. We have rejoined the boys, so we'll uh, now take our seats for the rest of the podcast. Well, um, Joycey, how pleasant is it to see the young child of Andy Uren now a homeowner and everything? 
Yeah, it's good because people give him a lot of stick for being stupid. But to be fair to him, when it comes to money and running a rugby a rugby show, he's actually pretty good, isn't he? I'll give it to him. Because <laughs> um, uh, you are a homeowner as well. You, how long have you had your house now? Um, about eight months, I think. Okay, not far from here. Any tips on? Because yours is a new build as well. This was a new build. Any tips on any sort of like snagging issues that you've come across so far? Um, get someone in who has a clue about life, like I don't. And uh, so I had one page of snags that. Uh, my old man came around and a few friends that end up with six pages so it shows uh, <laughs> how much I don't know what have you had any snagging issues Andy uh, a couple like I stand and fix most of them um, for example the tap outside doesn't work okay so that's got to get sorted the door jams but other than that it's pretty pretty good still settling do you yeah. have any idea what we're talking about Phoebe uh, no at all <laughs> no idea I mean I'm living in rented accommodation and my Dad lives in Doncaster, and if I've got anything that needs doing, he comes down <laughs> and fixes it for me. Just down the road. To the to the to the point of like hanging a picture. Well, and my partner, she does most of the DIY as well. So okay. I'm like the least manly man ever. Are you thinking about purchasing a house? Is that on the radar at the moment or not? Um, yeah, we would, we'd love to. Um, it's hard. Me being from I'm from Doncaster. Kate's from London. Mm-hmm. We were in Bristol. Um, it's sort of middle, it's so half, yeah. halfway, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's easier to London than it is to Doncaster, so yeah. but then Doncaster is so cheap, so Doncaster you could probably get about an eight bedroom mansion for the same price as a flat in uh, on Gloucester Road here, so and then London's just a, for the same price as about a kennel in someone's back garden, yeah. you can get like a mansion. So, anybody got any lovely memories of Doncaster? Honestly, Doncaster. Magaluf of the North. <laughs> Best night out you will ever have. I, I've heard that. I think a few of us have uh, decided at the end of the year, in the off-season, the fee is going to take us out in Donny. So I'm always <laughs> looking forward to that, yeah. Honestly. Except we only need 20 quid. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's class. So basically there's this road and it's called Silver Street. And then you've just got like bar, 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 pub. I sound like that bloke who went on a night on the stag do. And he's like, beers, beers, <laughs> pint, shot. I thought, I thought sheep had entered. Um, but yeah, no. And then oh, that's like on one side of the road. And on the other side, there's like kebab house, pie house, chip shop. So like you literally can go like pub, takeaway, pub, takeaway, pub. Yeah. So you're feeling great by the end of it anyway. Are you personal friends with Louis Tomlinson from One Direction? Because he's from there as well, isn't he? Uh, we went to the same school twice together. He's year below me two years below me right. um so no vaguely of him don't he's not spoken to me since he's made it which is a bit annoying oh. but i mean i'm always there if you want to slide into my dms it's fine <laughs> if he if he's an avid watcher of the bristle bears behind the bears podcast i, I, I can see it personally yeah um uh we, 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 the, the sort of main theme the loose theme of, of today's podcast uh, is Bristol. We obviously have two uh, very Bristolian uh, Bristol favourites shall I say uh, here. Joycey, uh, playing rugby for uh, your home club essentially in the top league uh, competing at that level, it, it must be, your heart must be bursting through your shirt. Yeah it's brilliant, obviously not everyone's lucky enough to do that. People travel far and wide to play for, for play for a club. So yeah, people like me and Andy to be able to do it on our doorstep is obviously special. And see uh, people we know in the stands is brilliant. Mm. Uh, could you like? I mean, not that it's on the cards, not that we should suggest it, but like moving away. Like I have done radio everywhere. This isn't my home. I'm from Oxfordshire, so it's sort of like Bristol is my adopted home. It does sort of suck people in Bristol, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, I think it's just a 
start of my well half from my eighth season I think now mm-hmm. and every year when people retire they seem to stay in Bristol which yeah. obviously is a sign that everyone loves it here so yeah, yeah. I've got some friends with rugby who actually stayed life friends because they're staying here the retired players lunch is also very popular at our club but you just see so many familiar faces yeah I, I usually go and say hello beginning those nights because uh, at the end of them they uh, <laughs> yeah. don't get much out of it yeah. um, could you ever imagine and as I say not that it should ever happen but could you ever imagine playing rugby somewhere else is, is that just weird um I can't imagine no even living somewhere else everything I've done has been on my doorstep well for example our trainer guy at Clifton is the same postcode I was brought up the David Lloyd gym the same postcode so yeah I've not really left where I'm from to be honest so yeah, yeah. I went on loan to um, no, I think it was about 20 I might have gone on loan to Leeds for three months and then after two weeks I was recalled back because of injury so yeah mm. seems like I can't get away but I don't want to go away to be honest have you ever been away for any length of time Andy? Um, no, I was looking when I was about 19 to go to New Zealand because I'm not really playing at Bristol. And then uh, Martin Roberts got injured. Mm. I think he broke his elbow. So then I got called back. So I wasn't actually going. So I was going, but I wasn't actually gone. Yeah. Um, so I was then travelling reserve most games. And then I went on loan to Richmond in London. Mm-hmm. But that was only for like two, three weeks and then got pulled back again. So then, other than that, I've been at Bristol for the last five seasons. Mm. Not really left. Born, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> enjoyable. Though. The bookends, and and Thierry, obviously on the the sort of backside of that, um, being away from home must be very different for you. Yeah, I mean, I've been everywhere. I think um, spent a lot of time in this. Let's have your CV. Well, yeah. Um, so obviously started out in Doncaster, then went to London Wasps. Then ended up on loan from London Wasps to London Scottish. Then went on loan from London Wasps to London Welsh. London Welsh obviously then went bust. Um, then ended up going back up north to play for Rotherham, um, which was probably one of the best times I had playing for Rotherham. Um, really good group of lads. The camaraderie, like fans that had have people around for Sunday dinner because they knew that boys had like 50 pence left in the bank account. So, <laughs> like, it was class. I mean, I could do with that now again around here, like, but um, <laughs> but that's the difference. That's the different matter. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really, really good. The rugby was good. We did well those years as well. So, um, and then ended up moving back down to London um, and then to Bristol. So, uh, met my partner when I was at London Wasps in my first year when I was 21. Um, and then been together ever since so she deserves a medal Was Bristol an easy sell then when you were talking about coming here? Uh, yeah it was like the rugby was the main selling point obviously wanted to be in the premiership it was at Ealing like Bristol had beaten us and I was like well this is pretty rubbish so like looking at it then I spoke to Pat and I was like yeah obviously I want to be here like I want to do some good things with rugby and I felt like that's where I was going to be able to to do it and achieve my dream of do you know I mean? playing in the Premiership like when I was at Wasps <clears throat> I um, was unfortunate that I got ill lost a lot of weight couldn't play couldn't really play rugby for the time that I was at Wasps so didn't want to be one of the people that go oh I could have played in the Premiership if I, if I really wanted to but um, but I got injured and then that's why I didn't play I wanted it to, to be I gave it my best go and if it worked out it worked out if it didn't it didn't and fortunately it's worked out so far because you know we beat Gloucester last, last weekend and uh, the other game, Premiership game I played was Exeter. So, I mean, we did all right then as well, didn't we? So, <laughs> I should point out, by the way, that um, Luke, if he's here or not, I think Luke's gone to the toilet, has he? Uh, yes, I think so. He's had enough feed, he's chatting on the bed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, Lewis Feed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, don't be jealous. 
I'm surprised Down didn't bring up the hair, the hair thickening shampoo and stuff that you brought going there. Look, what goes on in a man's bedroom <laughs> stays in a man's bedroom. I tell you. Um, what was it? Can you remember Thede arriving? What was he like? Was he awkward to start? <laughs> I started this. I, 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 I got to say it as well. Right, so beginning of that preseason, Thede signed. I was injured. I uh, beginning of the preseason. Well, I had food poisoning, lost 10 kilos to begin with. Mm. Then I had um, both my big toes to tail operation, so I was off feet. And Fidi arrived injured as well. Mm. So straight away, me and Fidi into the same small group. So we bonded straight away. And I remember having conversations with people like Jack Coswell, like, this Fidi's proper weird, isn't he? <laughs> so then um, I uh, messaged Reese Lawrence, who was at Elian, and was like, oh, I'll talk to you about Lewis Fidi. Like, I think I like him, but he's proper strange. <laughs> he went, mate, you grow to love him. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah. Two years later, we're best mates. Yeah. Can't do anything without each other. <laughs> what um, What are your first memories of Fidi, uh, Andy? <laughs> no, I, I, know so, Andy, I know Andy's is in Portugal. So we were in, we were in Portugal on a training camp, and um, it was a pretty hard training camp. We were there, uh, it was really hot, and then we went to Vidamora, uh, the, the, where the boats are, like the, what was it called? Marina. So Marina, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're there. That's a tough one, that. And, uh, <laughs> and then we're there, and we've gone out for some food, and then we're on a taxi back. And Feedy's got a top on, which is above his belly button. And he I wasn't was in, wearing a crop top. And he was, it was like a crop top, and he was in um, wasn't in very good shape at the time. And I'm looking at him, thinking, who is this weirdo? <laughs> I just didn't want to be part of a friendship group, and now I, I like him a lot. Yeah. And and he just didn't like it because he didn't have a Hugo Boss on it or something like that. It didn't cost me eighty quid. It cost me. I think it was like three quid from Primark. I refused to spend loads of money on gear. Mm. Have you, uh, just as an aside, Andy, have you, because obviously we're in your house, have you bought new l- loungewear just for our arrival? Because it looks very new. Oh, no, I, um, I was at David Lloyd this morning and I've done a bit of training. Uh, so, so <laughs> you got I, a pom-pom for the radio, who yeah, does that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and that was it, and then I just hadn't, hadn't showered yet. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, what were your first impressions of these boys when you first arrived, Phoebe? Um First time I met Joycey, was well at the Ealing game uh, at Ealing like first time I'd like actually had a conversation with him and Joycey like looked at me and was like oh see you next year and I was like Jesus he's a big bloke and I was like he's scary I was like he's a scary bloke he looks like he's gonna kick my head in um and then I was like but it was fine obviously met him like Joycey said got on with him really well I was like probably trying to impress him like thought oh Joycey legend like want to be his mate so I like came across a bit weird and then on, once I was like settled down a bit he was like nah he's alright um, Andy I didn't really speak we didn't really me and Andy didn't really speak for the first couple of weeks because I think Andy thought that yeah. I was a weirdo like, <laughs> like I think most people did um, yeah didn't want to be associated with me and then we played the Saracens game and obviously we were both starting I unfortunately did my knee first five ten minutes um, and then on the way back on the bus I was icing my knee and uh, we had a bit of a story time at the back and I think the boys then sort of went no, he's actually alright he's not a bad bloke <laughs> and then from then on we, ju- we just carried on chatting and uh, got on like a house on fire yep um, the, the the media team see all of this from afar Tommy have you got some wonderful memories yeah it's a weird one obviously the boys are all ingrained with each other and, and spend a lot of time with each other so we kind of dip in and out of, of all of the players lives every now and again and um, my first first uh, coming across Lewis was after his first game begging for photos of himself playing <laughs> <laughs> just a, a private, private message any pics mate yeah. four games in I'm still doing it yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different one for us but um, it's always nice to see boys settling in and, and you know you do get that kind of that switch over in, in, in the early part of the season where new players are coming in and, and you know getting used to 
the way Bristol works and things. Um, and it's always nice to sort of watch the relationships develop as the season goes on. Uh, talking about this picks thing, which which I find very interesting. What is your kind of opinion? Like, for example, um, on a match day, you've just played, you've you've won, let's say, and then either Tommy or Taints or I turn up. We've got a microphone. What is? Are, are you pleased? Are you, do you just want us to get out of the way? What is? How do you feel about like the the media and what we do? It depends on what situation it is. So you've had a brilliant game. We can't wait to see you. To be honest. <laughs> I've had a terrible game and uh, look at someone else to take it. But yeah, if you if you win, lose, or different emotions, but we all respect that the people want to want to hear what we're saying. You got to do your jobs. You got to do our jobs. And say if we go out on a pitch and lose, we ain't done our job. So the best we could do was help you do your job. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Um, is it sort of, um, there are certain people, are there not, that perhaps are more keen than others to step forward and be in the media? I'm not looking at you, Thede, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but is it something like, you know, is perhaps post-rugby career, is it something, you know, is the media something you might sort of look into? Um, right now, if someone's going to pay me money to do anything, I'll do it. So, um, so if there's any jobs in media going that pay more than five pound an hour, I'm, I'm, I'm in. No, uh, no, there's not. I mean, I'll take an intern job just as long as I get food and board, then that's fine. Um, but no, like I, I enjoy the media stuff. I think it's, uh, I think it's good fun. Like it's nice to get myself out there. And the big thing for me is. My mum and dad love it. So like they love they love opening a paper and seeing me in there or listening to a podcast or whatever it is or an interview or whatever. They jump in, they absolutely love it. Your profile was recently um uh, raised, wasn't it, because of a certain Instagram account. Um <laughs> Gods of Rugby came after you, didn't they? Yeah, it was it happened like I can't remember when it was. Sheedy put a vid- uh, video up or a picture up and got contacted and I was like yeah sound why not like I'll send a picture like this pe- these, <laughs> pe- these, these people are saying that I look like a god of rugby I mean I wouldn't say that but I mean I'd be like more like Buddha but I mean I'd take <laughs> I'd take that like a uh, yeah, yeah just just not what I would consider a, a god of rugby but I, I took it took a picture and uh, at the time I had think I had about 300 400 followers and it blew up to about had over about a thousand followers join me there now and it's just been consistent constantly carrying on now about two thousand nearly caught up to andy um but yeah andy buys his followers yeah yeah, no i've i have heard that though as well do you know who does cadam sheeny absolute scramble beg what 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 was the reaction when you know that that feeds is there with his rig out on gods of rugby how how does that go down with the lads is it well done you or is it is there a lot of bands um strange we're we're an environment where we see 50 bloats rigs out naked every day so i'm pretty bored of seeing feeds but to to be fair though feedy tagged me in the picture on instagram i think it was me is it me you and woolly yeah uh, topless and then my phone blew up i had 50 50 odd followers within 10 minutes of a Oh, yeah. Feedy's gang, so yeah, yeah, my followers have gone out now. <laughs> yeah, but fortunately, uh, I'm not verified like the king over there, so uh, yeah, and apparently, there's there. no more verifications going around. Unlucky Andy, <laughs> <laughs> I there has there been one person that's got in touch with you about being verified more than Andy, or is would you say Andy's the most? Uh, I'm not going to shop him because he's not here anymore and he's not here to defend himself, but his name started with a J. Um, finish with Amal Ford Robinson he will be in every every, every single day but he's got a hobby every week hasn't he one minute he's a football fan then he's a photographer he's a car <laughs> man driving cars and now he's an artist <laughs> uh, I, I chat to him a lot still and uh, 
Known him for what five years. I don't know. Still don't know what he's about. Yeah, he was. He was always always fishing for a blue tick. Yeah, he was, and eventually yeah. eventually got him on as well. To yeah, be fair. good from you. Fair Still wet for mine. George, you're not the only one. Um, I, in fact, thanks. The last time he did a load of applications, he put me in just to see, and I got rejected as well. So, and I am like you know the proper local celebrity yeah. radio. And everything. Yeah, I listen to you. I listen well. to you on the radio as well. Oh. I actually do, and I'm like Stanzy. We knew there was one. Yeah. We knew there was a listener somewhere. <laughs> Look, because yeah. it was like Breeze or Sam or like because sometimes when I'm driving from Cleveland, the signal goes and I like get mm. Sam or right, like, choice Stanzy. Stanzy. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like I'll, I'll listen to Stanzy. Some good tunes as well. Thanks, listen. Mate. We own both the Breeze and Sam FM, so yeah, yeah that's, that's that's all in there. Yeah, uh, Bristol is a uh, a cultural heaven. We were uh, speaking to uh, the head of tourism the other night, and she was talking about the uh, real sort of the, the feeling of Bristol, like you know the street art, the food. What are you most proud of of Bristol for as a city? Um, our sports teams, probably. There we go. But saying that, obviously, Bristol boy lived there my whole life. I actually, don't know much about Bristol. Mm-hmm. All I know about really is Bristol Bears, Bristol City. BS10 Thatches. and a few food pieces yeah and a South West Cider so that's about <laughs> it really so if you want to go on a advice or tourists around Bristol um, places to go sorry I'd probably chat to someone like who would you say Jan Thomas uh, James Dunn not yourself uh, not me dating spots Andy maybe yeah. if you want to go bowling or the cinema <laughs> to be fair when Charles Piertel first joined BBC came and did a piece yeah. in Southmead with Joycey. Um, Joycey giving Charles Charles a tour around um, around Southmead into the treble chance, Joycey's old club. And genuinely people were running out of their houses at the front door, running down the street after Joycey shouting his name. Joycey, Joycey, come and sign this. <laughs> it's the only place, I think, in a world where people see me above other people. So, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Um, it, where's your little spot? Andy, where you'll go to, uh, maybe, I don't know, you've got some thinking to do, you just want, what, is, do you have a little place that you go to that you love going to in Bristol? Pat's uh, office. <laughs> Pat's office. <laughs> With a mocker. Um, <clears throat> no, not really. Um, obviously, I'm from Hannam, so I know pretty much everywhere in there, mm. but obviously recently moved to French, eh? so mm, I like, obviously there's a big town, a uh, lot of places to go, but there's no real place I'd like like I go to regularly. Uh, what was the first thing, Sidney, when you came to Bristol? Did you do any of the touristy, stu- touristy stuff? Uh, no, unfortunately. So I, uh, when I moved from London, I didn't have a place. I was really unorganised. One of the people that was living in my uh, partner's house was um, knew somebody in Bristol, and they were like, uh, "I was like, can you have a word with them? See if they'll put me up for for a few weeks until I find somewhere." I ended up staying with them for about three months. Um, they were amazing, and they ended up. They lived in Clevedon. Never heard of Clevedon before or anything like that. Um, so moved in with them, and then I, my partner was still living in London, so I travelled back and forth to London. So I didn't get to see much of it, but I got to see Clevedon quite a lot. Like it was in the summer, and it was a red hot summer, and they've got like the uh, sea pool, the outdoor pool mm-hmm. there, which was amazing. We'd go there, like just chill out, go for a swim. Um, went on the. I think it's Poets Walk, yeah, um, Poets Walk yeah. down there, which was which is amazing. Um, we've got a dog. I've, me and my partner have got a dog, so nice to go on like nice little dog walks around there. But Cleveland's lovely. So I've been to Bristol like on a few nights out with the boys. Been to Pop World, 
classmate Joyce, he wasn't even expecting to him. <laughs> Me and Willie and our partners were out, and literally, next thing you know, Joyce walks in. I've never been so happy in my me. life. Um, <laughs> Mrs. is like, You're not even that like, ever excited to see me. I'm like, Yeah, well, it's Joyce, isn't it? Um, if you're from Doncaster, like, Clevedon's like Maldives, isn't it? Yeah. Of course, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm from a nice part of Doncaster, though, but. Uh, but yeah, no, it's lovely. It's a really, really nice place. Buildings are lovely, nice, like, stone. There's also a One Direction connection in Cleveland as well because they filmed one of their videos on the pier. Really? So it's almost like you One Direction are following me around all my life. <laughs> or you're following them around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. Devo's name, Devo? Yeah, Only Devo. Do you, do, you ever, do you ever see that years ago, Devo? Do you think he's dead? No. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, you probably can't play your songs on Sound <laughs> No, probably not. Um, but yeah, no, Devo. So when I was at school, my my girlfriend at the time, she lived next door to Devo, and that was my like. I was like Same Devo friend. next next door, knew him, ah, but he wasn't friend. actually like a a chav or anything like that. He was actually like into metal music, just mm. played like a persona and just like took the mess out of uh, chavs all around, but. Hilarious, really, really funny. Um, any other claims to fame? Have you got a claim to fame, Andy? Like, who's the most famous person in your phone book? Pat Nam. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't really have anyone claims to fame. Do you always get very friendly every year to the main uh, yeah. marquee signings? Yeah. Like so, yeah. last year, Charles was Andy's mucker. So, who was it? So, big one originally was. Naif, your best mate's Naif now. Gavin Henson. <laughs> Gavin Henson. You Gavin Henson. You and Henson, mates. Or Hastings. You dress like him now, like Gavin, don't you? Try to, yeah. Then there was uh, Jack Lamb, yeah. Steve Lutour, Charles Piatel, Nathan Hughes, and me and Madraja are going to be best mates. Yeah. <laughs> so That's how we can afford the house, look. They didn't pay for nothing around them. <laughs> do you pur- is this something you purposely do? You purposely no, no, I'm joking. No, of course not. I, everyone just says it, but it's not true. But it helps that he never has to buy a drink when he's with him. You say Pat Lamb's number is in your phone, but I mean, how often do you phone him? Every, so every game we vote for like a player of the day and you text them privately okay. and then you just write player of the day. So so for example, Joyce played really well. I'd text Pat on just WhatsApp, player of the day, Joe Joyce. It's never happened before. Um, <laughs> and then he just blue ticks it, nothing happens. Okay. No yeah. reply. Are you post to me? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm me. So I totally agree with you, mate. <laughs> Good to see you reviewing, reviewing the games properly. Yeah. I should just press the read more button. <laughs> so so he's, long. he's the sort of person, you send someone a message... Like I'll double check it like six times yeah. if I yeah. said it right, <laughs> spelt it right, make sure it's all done. Yeah. Uh, how many WhatsApp groups are there? Presumably, what sort of uh, are there different levels of WhatsApp group at, at the Bears? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a uh, so Pat's so there's teammates and there's like whole everyone in the info group. Then we've got like a players one where there's just no staff or anything, just pure players. Units group, injured players group. Yeah, so there's back forwards group. Yeah. About six groups. But they are useful. The way you get information out is actually really useful. Mm. And what goes on in the players one that nobody can see? There was a secret assassin in in the players group. Tiff Eden. <laughs> if there's any banter fun style. about in the yeah, in the players group, Tiff Eden's the best. And everyone's scared because John Lafoe is king of banter. He has no dudes off John. If, if, right. if he can get at you about something, John will get at you. But no one goes back because he's so good. But recently, <laughs> Tiff Eden tore John apart in WhatsApp group. <laughs> really? Tore him apart. What, now, can, everyone's can terrified of Tiff now. Can you give us detail what happened? Oh, you can't really expose what happens in players group, can mm, you? Okay. Like he did All we know is John's scared of Tiff. John don't give a Tiff. <laughs> you wouldn't think... And all black, uh, Samoan <laughs> connections. 
<laughs> 20 stone would be terrified of Tiff Eden, would you? <laughs> we had a little WhatsApp group for this podcast, and I have to say, Tommy, I did a couple of gags, and, and you were the only person that responded. <laughs> that, that my bounce wasn't going down very well at all. <laughs> fell on deaf ears, didn't it? Slightly. But there's, there's sort of, in, in addition to the players' groups and stuff, there's, there's staff groups, staff WhatsApp groups. We're involved in the teammates one, and you do occasionally get someone putting the wrong thing in the, ro- the wrong group and it gets very swiftly deleted. At three and o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two, two or know. three boys will have spotted it and a, a few emojis will appear of sort of a shocked face or whatever. But yeah, it dies a death pretty quick. Yeah. Me, Josie and Willie had a WhatsApp group and Andy decided to put himself in, created a new one and just put himself in it. Yeah. So um, Andy's joined our gang. Yeah. Begging friends again. Yeah. <laughs> Felt left out. Um. Uh, go back, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes. You said you had a dog. What sort of dog you got? Uh, working cocker, black working cocker. Right, so you and Tommy will obviously get on. Do you want to have some dog chat? <laughs> How old is your working cocker? Uh, so he is about two years old and he's an absolute nightmare. Like, when we got Alfie, we were looking and... So they always say, like, you should get the one that's, like, a little bit scared. Not scared, but, like, a little bit more timid, like... Not the most boisterous one, but obviously we didn't read that when we went and got Alfie in. First one that ran up to us and was like jumping on us in Kate's bag, pulling tissues out, water bottle, everything. We were like, legend, we want him. (laughs) And then he's grown up and got more and more confident. And I was like, and then everyone was like, do you not get the like shy one? I was like, nope, we got the most confident one. Um, but yeah, he's an, he's he's a legend. Like so much loving him wouldn't change him for the world. But like hard work on it. Such hard work. Yeah, Joyce, because you got have a dog as well, right? Yeah, I've got I've tactical dog. I got a little one. I got a little Shih Tzu. So uh, <laughs> I've heard that yeah, it's easy. Taking one walk a day, he's knackered. Uh, he's he's only bad when we take him out in public. I go for food, whatever. He, he will now and again go on a, a barking fit, but mm-hmm. except for that, too fair, he's well behaved. How old is he? What's his name? Uh, his name's Gunner. Gunner. I watched call him Dennis oh, after okay. my hero Dennis Burkamp. Right. This is one of it. Obviously, Arsenal fans have uh-huh. settled for a little Gunner in the end. <laughs> little Gunner. And it's his birthday next week, so we share the same birthday as well. Oh, well, the day after mine. You get him elephant. So we're gonna have a joint party, aren't we? You come if you want. Thanks. No <laughs> um, will this wonderful abode? Uh, and the ever see pets because it's very clean at the moment. Um, you were saying you wanted a dog. I would. I didn't say that. Uh, I don't think at the moment. Nah, I ain't gonna be a dog for a couple of years. Maybe I if I get a girlfriend, Georgia, I, I can get a dog. I can then. see. Um, so, I mean, we have an enormous. How big is that television? Sixty-five. That is a big one. Um, I can see maybe a fish tank. Over yeah, I still, need, I still need a lot of work to do to like a tr- Like a tropical fish tank over here, yeah. or perhaps a feature in the garden, perhaps a rabbit hutch. No, Which, not a rabbit, it's not, smell. Oh, that's an issue for you. Yeah, cat, I like cats, clean. Cats are all right. No, you have a clean fish tank as well. I've, I've had I'd only have a dog and fish. But you okay. can train a cat to like go to the toilet in your toilet. It's like a thing that you can get. <laughs> you can. You, you, like, so, so you don't need to have like a litter tray. Like it would just no. do its bits. <laughs> no do, do its business in the toilet. There was a cat actually that came over the other day and was just chilling in my garden. Came in there and then I left. 
Nice hand. <laughs> Sweet, man. Clip that one up for the highlights. Um, uh, Bristol has, uh, you know, so many things that, have, uh, that we sort of take for granted a bit. I mean, we can talk about the touristy things and the suspension bridge and uh, the SS Great Britain and things like that. Uh, it's famous for Concord and those sort of uh, uh, Brunellian adventures, of, you know, GWR and the railway and all that kind of stuff. Um, but take it right back to you guys... And can you remember when you first got the news that you were going to be playing for Bristol Rugby, that you had, you know, qualified for the academy or whatever yeah. moment? Can you remember that moment? Yeah, I can remember it. Um, at the time, Liam Middleton and uh, Matt Salter were involved at the club. And uh, I think it's Michael, Michael and Matt Sherrod's second year in the academy. Mm-hmm. And Salts and Liam were first team coaches. And then uh, I had a meeting. It's my dad, me, um, Lee Middleton, first team coach, and Mike Cole. And it came, so I went to the Clifton, they offered me a two year contract. And I remember getting in the car with my dad, and I got proper emotional by it. Oh. It's obviously peanuts at the time, the money. It's basically, it's basically apprenticeship. When you come out of college, you sign your academy contract. Hmm. He, he's not really made it yet, it's just an opportunity. You're right, you got your foot in the door. And uh, yeah, it was just nice to see on paper you're a professional rugby player when you can obviously go, grow up going to the MEM. The National Gate, and then seeing I'm actually doing it now. Do you have a little tear? Yeah, I did. Yeah, ain't a barrel of it as well. If you're dreaming it, and when Legend. you get going preseason, you are basically training with your heroes. Yeah, you go from college rugby to training people you've been watching the stands. So it's a bit weird. Similar story for you, Andy, or um, kind of. So I was at uh, Filton, and Mike Cole came in, and I remember I was upstairs and I had a chat with him. Well, originally, so usually everyone does two years at Filton. I'd like to take one first year, second year of college, but then I had to do a three-year course, so I wanted to leave after the second year, and Michael said that we're not going to offer you a contract here. Why did you have to do a three-year course, Andy? Uh, I just did a course I'd done for three years. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then in my third year, I played for Clifton a bit, and then I stood at Filton, and then Mike said, Michael came in and was like, we'll give you a one-year contract, see how you do. And it was quite late. I think it was around April time, which I got off But obviously, I was very. That's why I done an extra year in college to get mm. the opportunity to do it. Now look at you, mm. both legends. <laughs> uh, speaking about legends, uh, we've had the news recently, of course, that another Bristol legend is mm. to return. Saviour, yeah. <laughs> none other than than Mitch Eady, big mates, of course, uh, with both of you. What 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 are your feelings on the return of Big Mitch then, Joycey? Oh, everyone wants to play with their mates, don't they? So having one of your best mates sign back. I've, I played with Mitch at college and at Bristol. And I remember uh, when he told me he was leaving, um, him, because he knew I'd care, and Jamal. Jamal and Mitch went me for brunch in Aqua in Black Boy Hill. And he sat me down and both told me they were leaving. Obviously, I was doubted at the time. Still, still chat to him a lot. Uh, I know more than anyone, he's buzzing to be back. And uh, I know that when he was at Bristol short on again, I mean everything to him. So I'm actually going to meet him in about an hour's time. Are so, you really? Yeah. Fond memories of Mitch, Andy? Yeah, um, so I, I knew Mitch, obviously not as well as Joyce. I still know him really well, but Joyce knew him for longer. But he um, played, with my, played with both my brothers. So he played with Mike Moldis, one at Filton, then Steve at Filton, and then got signed. And then when I was going through, obviously I was with Mitch for about two, two years, three years, but I knew him before that because mm-hmm. um, he's from Kingswood. You're sort of saying that. Yeah, which is actually next to Hannum. Yeah. So I knew him for years and then. When I found out he was coming back, I was obviously delighted for him and his his family as well because his family are big 
big Bristol supporters as well. There's been a couple of big announcements. So obviously the Carl Sinclair announcement, uh, then the the media, uh, the Mitch Eady returns announcement. Uh, you, Tommy, obviously very instrumental in all that. First of all, you have to keep these secrets. Are you? How long in advance do you know? And secondly, where do these ideas come from? The Jumanji was just genius. Sometimes we know a month or so in advance. Sometimes we find out two days and we have to try and find some <laughs> try and find something to cover it with um we just have a really good laugh with it um we'll throw ideas between around between the three of us so me tom and will will sit down and come up with ideas or our whatsapp group will light up one evening and you know tommy will come with a, a bit of information and we'll we'll come up with a few um a few potential ideas um kyle was kyle was a pretty pretty simple one um he's a big bloke so we had to do something around the fact that he is um both a monster physically but also um a, a monster player as well and, and, and incredibly well known um, mitch prop. mitch was mitch was a really nice one because a it gave me an opportunity to to thumb through some really old photos i think mitch really started coming to the fore as a player when i started at the club so my first year was our first season at ashton gate um so it was really nice to go back through all those photos and obviously georgia worked very closely with me his soon-to-be wife um when I first started, she was our um, our on-screen presenter. Um, so yeah, it was it's yeah really really exciting to have both of those back. Did you say she was the on-screen presenter? She was. Yeah, someone scared for their job. Okay, <laughs> very good at it as well. Yeah, she was actually very She's good at it. as well. Yeah, <laughs> P forty-five supporters there. Thank you very much. Uh, is there? Um, let's just do a quick little. Quick fire, uh, Bristol, best place to eat, Joycey? Best place to eat. Um, I'm a Sunday roast man, so uh, I've got what's called it the Falcon. Is that what it's called? I've got what it's called now. Out in the sticks a bit. Google the Falcon, viewers. <laughs> Lovely place. Sunday roast and a great steak dinner. Talking of Sunday roast, apparently the, the place to go at the moment is the King's Tavern, uh, which is sort of behind the lanes. I, I phoned up to book in. And uh, I said, oh, could I book in, please? They said, yes, when do you want to come? I said, oh, Sunday, if that's all right. And they said, well, we're taking bookings for 2022 uh, yeah. at the moment. It's the same with a really like pasture. Pasture, pasture yeah. It's it amazing in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's always you've got to book weeks in advance. So, yeah, yeah pasture is very nice. That's my favourite restaurant, pasture, before you ask me. So that's the one that you go up the stairs? <laughs> yeah, so it's got a bar at the stairs. Yeah. And it's like all meat and stuff. It's class. I fell down those stairs just before Christmas I hadn't even started I hadn't even had a drink uh, I'd gone out for a meal and I fell down the stairs and pasture that's my pasture story nice started uh, when you go on that <laughs> VD where'd you uh, like to go for a bike Junior Poon in Clevedon okay. uh, unbelievable Chinese so in Doncaster there's this Chinese called Chen Rose and it's best Chinese I've ever had in my life ever went all over went to Hong Kong best Chinese I've ever had Clevedon Junior Poon better than it Class salt, salt, uh, salt and pepper, chili squid, uh, the chicken diced in the lettuce leaves, and uh, what else did we have? Oh, Somewhere else, but I can't remember. But the, it's unbelievable. One hundred percent should go. If you were going to go and max out your credit card in any shop in Bristol, where would you go? Probably uh, John Anthony. Respect. <sighs> Someone like that, John Anthony. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I will say Harvey Nichols, but I can't bring myself to spend that much. It won't money take long to max it out if you go Harvey Nichols yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, probably John Anthony. What, what do you do if your credit card's already maxed out? Primark. Maybe I can do a bit of work and get some get some gear from someone. <laughs> I've had enough of Andy taking the mess out of me. <laughs> 
Right, well, there's certainly some gear over here, which is this massive telly, and um, I think, I can't, is, there's no, is there no PS4? I can't see any gamer, or is that hidden? Oh, he's got a mouthful of nuts. It's upstairs, <laughs> in, it's upstairs <laughs> in his bedroom with that, in front of that big chair. That yeah, PS4 got. is upstairs in my bedroom. Right, okay. Picture of himself on his mother's bed. This um, new rugby game, uh, everybody's been to it, Rugby 20. Um, so there's been, I've seen a few screenshots of it all. I, I can't remember who I was talking to uh, that told me that you had you had bought it just to see just to see if you're in it, and unfortunately you're not. Uh, <laughs> the only bloke who's not in it. Bit of an annoying story, actually. I, it came out, didn't even realise it came out. I saw you know, Bristol Instagram, went straight upstairs on my PS4, bought it, 50 quid, uh, and then downloaded it. Literally waited patiently, waiting for it like, an hour to download whatever go straight to Bristol Bears everyone's in it but me <laughs> what's think, up there I think they just didn't know what to do with the hair because like everyone else's hairlines are normal because Andy's is so far back they didn't know whether to go like full bald or like to like where they could start the hairline it was just, it was a tough one I, was, I wasn't very happy I'll tell you that did, did we have to how does that work how do they get those images do you know no they've done it they've done it all themselves and, and full credit to them they've they've done a, a sterling job they've actually sent um, sent through a few copies as well so we're going to give a couple away on on this podcast um so if you'd like to win um a copy we'll, we'll give a couple away on whatever platform you play on um if you can review and rate the podcast um through apple or spotify um we'll pick at random and announce on the next on the next podcast out but yeah they've done such a good job they left andy out Hmm. <laughs> don't know if you want the game anymore <laughs> I am terrible on it as well that's probably why yes. I am but I'm I saw, class I saw so my ratings and um, I think Feedy's fitter than me and faster than me I mean I feel like they've got it spot on but <laughs> Great. We, we want a quick chat with you Luke before we go because um, obviously you are uh, tenant extraordinaire here at Yuren Towers uh, so what is Andy like as a landlord it's pretty good to be fair um, you know we had our Rooms all sorted for us when we came in, the curtains and uh, wardrobes fitted, drilled into the wall so we can't move them or reshape. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we just had to uh, take the wardrobe out, came. Um, nice you know, wardrobe, he's very, huh? very house proud, proud so, um, you know, we'll get up every morning, he's emptying the dishwasher for us and um, making sure our washing off the drying racks is all folded up nicely, so... Yeah, no, it's good. So, so more, more housekeeper than landlord, then, really. I pretty much, I put all the bins out, <laughs> put the washing on. Um, I don't do their washing. I just, if I mind, now I just chuck this to the side. Yeah. Um, a vacuum. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. We, the deal was he was going to get a cordless Dyson. So we've not. We're still waiting for that. So until that comes, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> How does it all come about? When you know, I suppose it's a bit like university. I guess if someone's going to have a house and there's there's rooms available, was there a bit of a queue, Andy? Was there, were people keen to live with you? Um, originally, it was Lukey and Piers O'Connor. So they live together, but then they're they're paying quite a lot, um, and then Nathan moved in with his family, and so then Piers was like. Last hinting <laughs> that literally the week before he was meant to move in, hinted that oh, do you mind if I move in with Nathan? Oh, look what it is for the front door. So, Yay! And oh, as if by magic, yeah, Tiff's coming. Tiff. And then pretty much Piers left me. I was like, fair enough. Moved in with Nathan. That's and savage, then, isn't it? Do you feel? Well, I was upset a bit upset, that? but I knew Stifler Tiff. Yeah. Um, 
was looking for a house because he was living yeah. with Pinkus and Pinkus. Pinky couldn't wait to get him out. Yeah, so. Pinkus wanted him out because his missus was Pinkus' missus was there quite a lot. <laughs> so they kicked him out. Um, Tiff, well, we've got you. Tiff, well, we've got you. What is Andy like as a uh, as, as a sort of landlord? Uh, uh, interesting. <laughs> Andy is a landlord. He's all right. Um, a bit clueless about life at times, so he's slowly learning how to cook and how to wash and. He's good at hoovering, though, to be fair to him. But, uh, yeah, he's never ironed a shirt in his life. I have uh, now. He has now. Yeah. yeah, we have had to teach him a few things. But for that, like, he empties the dishwasher and all that. So, like, he'll buy ingredients and then Tiff will cook it and yeah. we'll eat it. So, win-win okay. so, yeah. for me. Parties. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, it's uh, been so much fun. Andy, thank you very much for Thanks having for us coming. around Cheers. your house. We're very sorry to Luke and to Tiff for interrupting your your, right. your home living. Uh, thank you very much to Joycey and to Thede as well, who are uh, now playing Rugby 20 on their phones. By the way, <laughs> uh, and don't forget, of course... <laughs> <laughs> if you do want to win that fantastic game, here's Tommy with all the details of how you can enter that competition. Yeah, so you need, you'll need to uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Um, only nice reviews will stand a chance of winning, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll pick two winners, um, one for each platform, and we'll announce it on the next podcast. Lovely. All that remains for me to do is uh, say thank you to uh, everybody, including Andy, our host, and we'll see you the next time round on the Behind the Bears official podcast of the Bristol Bears. Thank you.